You're listening to the Julian and Mario podcast. I'm Julian Gray. And I'm Mario Melchior. When we retired, finding what to do in ourselves wasn't easy. When you retire from football, you don't retire from life. And we want to discuss this, share stories, advice and chat with you, our listeners, about anything you like. We want you to get involved in our conversations. So let's get it started. Are you ready? <laughs> yes. Good to see you guys, man. You know, you know. Look, I have to be honest. Every time we're gonna have this call, I always look forward to it. So whenever we start our podcast, I'm actually always looking forward to it because I feel like, man, without you guys, man, where is my smile? If so I'm lovely. Come on, on Daisy. You first. <laughs> without you, no smile. Jules, you're my brother. Without you, no smile, my brother. The same love back to both of you, man. I look forward to it as well, man. It's the highlight of my week so far, you know, with this injury and stuff. So it's, it's good. It's keeping me going, man. Yeah. Oh, man. Love it, man. Love it. Love well, it, not man. only do we love yes. it, we've already got some more questions come in from our listeners. We have a couple of questions today from Kevin Smith, who's based in LA. Ooh. And you're, you know, okay. your stomping ground, Mario. And he's got a couple yes. of questions. So the first question is, how would you say to get best prepared to undertake a business life as a high performance athlete? And then he continues to say, what structure should you put in place? What surroundings do you choose and who do you surround yourself with? So a couple of questions there, but you guys, however you want to kick it off, let's go. Uh, what, I, what I feel when it comes to business decision making, I feel always it's, it's very interesting what your uh, the person that's in front of you that wants to offer you or whatever you want to participate. I always say, stay close to your circle of what you know. As soon as you try to figure out something that you're not familiar with, then we become like, and I'm going to be honest, sometimes we athletes think that we know too much about business while we still have to grow in it. And then you li- most likely have someone around you like maybe a family member or anyone that you can trust. You see, I use the word trust. Why I say the word trust? Because trust is one of the biggest things when it comes to that. Because when you make it as a, as a football player, you become a pro, everybody is your friend. And everybody wants to make you feel like you can trust them. And that question always comes up to see, can you really trust them? Is this person really there to make you better? Or is that person just to make himself better? And I think if you find that person in your group, so you have to build your own team, and I think as soon as you find that, then it becomes something interesting. So that's why going back to Kevin, what he asked us, I think that's one of the key things. It's like, look at your surroundings. Do you have someone? And if not, you know, like educate yourself. Like for my household, I was maybe fortunate because I had a mom, you understand, that was really aware of it. And I will literally say that most of the skills that I've learned coming out was from, from her. It's not like... She teach you everything or whoever is around you teach you. They at least push you on in a certain direction and then you carry on. At the age of 19, I was just um, called up to sit in front of a table of like maybe five businessmen. And then I had to talk about my deal, if I wanted to extend my deal or not. But I remember that day so vivid. And that's why I think that's also a little bit what goes into your career or in life, wherever you are as a young boy or an older generation, I feel like... Always sit at the table and ask yourself, what does the person want? Is, is this conversation about us both 
having a fair share or is this conversation about him being great and you just being happy that you're locked on because he just wants your finance and that's the scary part yeah i agree with that i think you know it's more you just got to learn things that you're interested in first that's a good starting point if there's opportunities to do stuff you're interested in um if not when people do come to you with propositions and stuff like Mario said you do how well do you know them and what on offer and try and learn a bit more about what they're offering so do your own research like you said and people that you have around you that you trust whether it's your family whether it's your brother whether it's your one of your good friends and or speak to other people you know like i said in your circle that maybe have experience with business or doing different things because some of us we don't when we're young especially you don't have that experience or you've come where you the people around you don't have that in your circle so it's again it's about learning and your experiences teach you things so as you're going through your journey you start to realize okay and become a bit more savvy as mario said with regards to and go with your feelings that's what i try to say when i feel i meet someone yeah. how do they make me feel do i get a good vibe from them and then you couldn't you, you build it so the more you're around and the more you speak to them you start to get a picture and a feel for them to say okay they feel like a good person and what as you said what are they bringing to me is it more about them or me or yeah. is it collective or is it do they really want to help me you know yeah, but that's why I also want to ask you, Jules. You know, when you when you become a a, a pro player, you understand the, the 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 people around you know that the finances are there. Um, how do you handle when a guy comes to you in the sense and he asks you a question and he says to you, "This is always a, the first question they ask you." Like, oh, they pretend like they like you a lot. They know everything about your career. They tell you like your career is almost like they they blowing some air in you and you feel like you're you're flying. And then eventually they go like, they pretend like they, they like you, they care about you. But at the end, they always come with a hammer, I call it. The hammer, you understand? When he drops the hammer down, it's like, okay, how much do you need of me? What do you do when you get the final question? How much do you need of me? What do you, how do you handle that? Because I feel like we footballers always think that we, I have to be honest, we think sometimes we are businessmen. And sometimes earlier than we really are. So I think sometimes we got to learn so much, but because we are supported by the things that are surround us and sometimes we, we believe too much that we know how to handle certain things. And I don't think so. I think we have to learn it. But what do you do when someone comes like that? He drops the hammer. He says, Jules, I like you. You're a great player. Uh, I'm, I'm actually going to do it exactly how it works. Jules, you're a great player. I, I see you left with it. You always dribble people. I love it. You know, you're so talented. And I see so great things happening for you. So I have this prospect, right, Jules? And I think you will look good if you if I if I attach your name to it because I think that's is how it's gonna fly. So how would you feel um, if you invest in it? Because you know it will make it better. Well, the first question is how much do I need to invest? You know how you know how they go. They go like, yeah, but investment is not a problem. You know the amount of, of, of what I'm gonna call is nothing gonna be uh, that that is gonna scare you. I know you have that, but. Uh, are you as excited as I am? Because I'm super excited in making this. Yeah, the thing is, I think with that, you need to get all the facts and let them present everything to you as the package. And then you take your time mm -hmm. and you have a look at it and see, as I said, does it feel right for me? Do you know what I mean? When you're young, yeah. sometimes it's yeah. harder. But as I said, if you do have someone in your circle that you can go to, or as again, if you've got a 
experienced player in your team that you're close with, maybe ask him. If you have an agent, you can maybe go ask your agent. It depends, as again, how you trust your agent because it depends on the relationship you have with your agent because there's different levels. And I think, you know, agents can be good, they can be bad, they can be indifferent. It, it's just, yeah. it's, it's again, where in life, you know, you find people who you vibe with and who you get a good feel from. And I think as you get older and go through your career, you kind of know what you want anyway. So it makes it easier. When you're yeah. young, it's difficult because if someone comes at you and says, like you said, whether it's a business proposition or whatever, oh, I can do this, I can do that, and you're amazing. And you kind of in your own hype. So you just think, okay, that sounds great. I can, let's do it. You know what I mean? But I think as you yeah. get older, you kind of, the experience shows you maybe I need to learn a bit more. So I think for young players especially, I think you need to take your time, take in the information, what someone's presenting to you, and digest it and take your time with that though you don't make a rush decision because that's yes. always the problem when you rush into something is more than likely you're going to get caught out it's it's also the word that you use what i like you understand is hype you know like i feel like sometimes as a player and i think that's also for everybody is is a human being you know don't believe your own hype and i i, I think yeah, I think that's only why I say that. It's not because I think hype is a bad word, but I just feel like if you start believing and raving on your own hype, your decision-making becomes worse because now you start tapping your own, yourself on the shoulder. I used to have a guy who uh, uh, was my personal trainer. I used to fly sometimes like um, if I was uh, in England, I would fly to Amsterdam and train with him. It was a, a guy called Klaas. He knew me like from a little boy on and he always used to train me privately. But he knew me so well. He would look at my eyes and knew exactly if I was going well or if things were not going well with me. But he always said one thing to me. Be aware and be careful with the people that tap you on your shoulder how great you are. Because if you have a lot of, they call them yes-mans, mm -hmm. if you have a lot of them around you, oh, oh, those, is the, those are the most evil people you can have around you. And I'm telling you, that's not only uh, for... Yes, man, in, in the sense of like taking money out of you, but it's also because they, they feed your hype. When you start believing you're great, you don't want to be greater because they keep on making things. You want almost your close group. And I always said that they say you can never have people that are very close to you, bigger, more than five fingers that you have in your hand, right? But I also feel like your close ones should tell you the reality. Yeah, they keep you in check. <laughs> yeah, I think for me, from my experience, like you said, I'm kind of like you. I was, my mum taught me a lot and was there. My brother and I had cousins who were, everyone was older than me. So I was always yeah. around older people, if that makes sense, family-wise, because that's just, that's how it was back then. And then obviously, as I was growing up, I had friends that they were there, like you said, you've been growing with them. They've seen me before I became a footballer, like before yes. I became professional. So they was, it's all, I've had the same small circle of people that were always in my life. So they was always honest with me. They didn't see me as Julian, the footballer, they just saw me as Julian. Keeping you grounded. Yeah, and I never mm. saw myself as anything special neither. I just knew I had a talent and I loved playing football. I didn't see myself as a, anything else. I was always Julian. Football was just a thing I did, you know? So I think... And as you said, it, so I never really believed in the hype of, oh, I'm something amazing. I just believed in my ability to play football, if that makes sense, when I'm playing. So I think, as you said, if you can, can have the 
the close circle of people that are honest with you and keep you grounded to say, look, like your mum said, when you come in this house, I want to say, you're Mario. You're not Mario the footballer. You leave the outside. So you have to be able yeah. to realise, like, when I'm at football and I'm performing, that's me. When I'm off the pitch, I'm just Julian. Do you know what I mean? So yes. because that helps you. And then, as I said, you look at the people around you, like you said, the people that are here are honest to tell me, like, when they see me doing something, like I said, growing up when I was at school, for instance, and I'm 15, 16, the last year of school before you leave, you've got friends. I'm, we finish school, people are going to the park to hang out and all of that. I'm going training. But my friends would, if they was going to do something, like where, the area that I lived, there was gangs and stuff. They, and I knew both sets of gangs because I was. that's just how it was. I knew everybody. But they would tell me, look, you need to leave because something's going to happen. You need to go. Some people was looking out for me because they knew that football was my thing and I wasn't into what they was into, but it would tell me you need to leave here. And I've always had people like that throughout just because they knew this guy, he's, he's not about this. This is not his life. Do you know what I'm saying to you? It's not, yeah, you're not always yeah, going to yeah. have that. And you have people, like you said, when you go out, hangers on, just want to be there. But I always had my own circle of friends and I always used to drive everywhere. So I wasn't really a drinker. So when I wanted to leave, I leave. Do you understand? I don't have to wait and rely on anybody else. It's, it's, it's great what you said, Jules. Is this also comes back to you saying that when you ever make a decision of cutting someone out of your group or life, it's the hardest thing, but would you take the decision if it's better for of you? Of course, you have to, because this is, what, this is what I'm saying to you. When I was at school, that was the first thing. I knew, obviously, I had an opportunity to, become a, to get a scholarship. Obviously, it was YTS then, but it's called scholarship now. So I'm, I know that's the, part, that's the next step of my life. I leave school. Some people can go to college and university or whatever, going to work. That's my first step on the ladder to be trying to become a professional footballer. So I have yeah. to focus on that. I can't allow anybody or anything to get in the way of that. Because this is an opportunity for me. I'm trying to build a career. I want to be a footballer. So to do that, I have to make sacrifices. So... This is what it comes down to as far as I'm concerned. The sacrifice is doing this, this, this and this. Obviously, going to training, make sure I stay out of trouble, do all the things I need to do that keep me on the path to becoming a footballer. So anybody who's around or I know who affect that, I have to move away from them. Not because I don't like them as people, but they're affecting where I need to go. So you have to be selfish in certain aspects, but selfish for the good because you want the best and not saying they don't want the best, but sometimes they want you to do what they're doing and don't realize the opportunity you have. But you have to realize it because it's your opportunity. That's the thing. So for me, I was always focused on that's what I need to do. I can always do these things if I feel that when I've had my career. Now I'm finished. I can yeah. do what I want. If I want to go pine, I can do all of those things. And I'm not yeah, saying exactly. that when you're young and you're playing, you can't go out. But even then, you need to realize the places I'm going, the people I'm going with. Because you're the one that's got everything to lose. If someone else gets in trouble, one of your friends, or does anything, it's not the consequence isn't the same. So you have to understand and just think about when... It's hard to do that in the moment, but that's how you have to think. You have to pre-plan in your mind that 
okay, I've got a lot to lose. That's how I always thought about it, Mario. But it's it's so true. You know why why I like it, what you're saying? It's like growing up as, as a young boy, you know, like, uh, okay, I was nine years old when I joined Ajax. I was a young boy playing at Ajax, doing all the things. So, you know, the neighborhood, you have the red back on you and everybody's looking at you. Then you go on and then you you, you come to Chelsea and then, you you know, you travel the world, you start thinking, seeing things and you get um, greater possibilities all the time. So people then want to hang on, want to hang out with you. But I remember my journey coming into um, turning 21. The clubs were already around 16, 15. Is the age when you want to go out. But I'm, I'm, I'm literally in the middle of my career trying to achieve to be a pro. And I'm thinking like, oh, man, what do I do? You know, like I want to do school well to keep my mom happy. Then I want to go out because I want to hang with my friends. And then I want to have a football career. So all those things were in line. <laughs> and I'm thinking like, what is the best thing to do? Because, you know, you don't want to be outside with your boys and feeling like, oh, you, you're missing out. They're all laughing at you. Then you got some girls in the class laughing. You're like, oh, my God, how are you going to keep up with all these people? And then the only one answer you get is like at home. They, they told me, said, look, I understand that you want to go out, but you also want to have a football career. OK, let me tell you something simple. The nightclubs are still going to be there when you become a professional. They're going to be better. You can achieve more. You can buy your drinks and have friends around you. But if you don't make it, or you have to be successful at something else, but at least you're not doing what you like to yeah. do. And that is where the problem kicks off. And so that's why I was held back of going out. And I remember one time, it was like I was going out and it was actually almost the problem into my career. I was, I was 15 years old and it was a club in Amsterdam uh, just outside, I would walk to it. You know, my mom gave me the money, you know, like you, you, you get like that allowance money, you understand, of the kids get. So my mom said, take it. So I bought a jacket, I bought some jeans, and I bought some sneakers. I remember some, some brand sneakers. I was like, I'm the man, I'm going out. I have my coat with me. I hang my coat up. So I come, before I get to hang my coat, so the, there was a bouncer there. It was a tall guy. Everybody knows him. A guy called Adelaide. He was so tall that he was almost like a, a basketballer is tall. He was taller than that. And there was a river next to it. So he would ask you, how old are you? And you had to be 16 to get into the club. And I was 15. Man, I'm standing in front of the guy. When I get to him, my chest is forward. My smile is like serious. You know, no smile. I'm looking at him. How old are you? And I tried to give my voice that, the deep, that little yeah. raspy stuff <laughs> and the deep one. I, and it worked and I go, 16. And he looks at me, you know, and my buddy next to me, he also, 16. Okay, guys. But you got to, and we had some woolly hats on. He said, you got to take those clown hats off if you want to come to the club. <laughs> and we, we thought we were cool, yeah? You know, we were told we were cool because... We were watching your MTV raps and we saw all the dancers with the woolly yeah. hats and we thought, oh, we're going to get one. And I bought one from the Raiders and I thought that was cool. And then I was like, okay, okay, let me take it off. Because I remember that time was, I think it was um, one of the big, big uh, groups we were in. And so we were buying it. But anyway, I got in the club, I hang up my jacket, I dance and I'm telling you, listen, when you know when you go to a nightclub and you get like maybe two, it's like I, I could pay to get in. So let's say five bucks to pay in. And I only had two guilders for one drink. And my group were like three boys. And we all had no money. We only could pay to get into the club. So we only had two guilders for one drink. So what we did then is like, we go to the club and to look cool, I order a drink. So I had maybe, let's say, 
sometimes I had one guild or so, then everybody chipped in, right? So I go to my buddy, he gives me a guild, and, a guild, and the other one doesn't have to put it, we say maybe for later. So I go to the bar, I order a Coke or anything. So I get it, and then we hold the glass. But with the glass, we did the 30 minutes call. And the 30 minutes call is very simple. I'm going to tell you how it works, Jules. You order the drink, Dave, and you hold it. So now you get the 30 minutes with the drink in your <laughs> So it looks now, you got money. Yeah. While your pocket is empty, but you look cool. So you walk around with the drink. You look at everybody say, hey, it's cool, man. I'm Are you allowed cool. to drink the drink? You can have a sip. Okay. But you cannot drink the whole drink. And then what happens? Pass and I'm going to tell you another one. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what happens? The ice melts. So you get. So when the ice melts, the other person that goes to the bar and asks the barman if he could add some ice to it. Now he's got a new drink. So now he's here. It's in the thirty minutes. So every time we sip, but you see that the color of the glass is changing. changing. It's going from dark to lighter and lighter. (laughs) After a while, we said, "Like, dudes, we gotta get rid of this, man. Every while we fooling." Oh, and we did this for like, I, I can't remember, for months and months we did it because we had no money. Wow. We had no money in our pocket. So we were doing that. But we, and also when we go to the nightclub, we were dancing so much. So sometimes if I see one of my bros come in or like one of my friends and they offer you a drink, it was almost like a lifesaver. It was like a lifesaver. So that's why, you know, like I feel like moments like that made me appreciate finance even more. Yeah. So that's why I'm going back to, to what we, we talk about. Like, that was kind of like a turning point in my career for me to realize that I was playing football and and also going out. And it wasn't for me because I wasn't recovering really well. So I was living a party life. And I was like, okay, like this, I'm never going to make it. And then when I stopped, I started to play better. But because I wanted to hang with the guys too, you understand? And that is when I got that message at home. The clubs will be there when you retire or when you have your holiday break. The best players and the People are the most successful are the ones that focus. Let's, let's look at Ronaldo. He trains so hard. He does all these extra things that no one else is doing. That's how you get success. You have to live it every single day. You eat it, you sleep it. Do you know what I mean? That's how it has to be. And then you have your time when it's off season. I have my break. Or if we got a weekend off, that's the time. But you still got to be mindful of where you're going and who you're going with. That's what exactly. It, Can you learn exa- something? That's from what I'm saying too. to you. As that's the key. In time, you will kind of learn, and you have to. You have. I think you have to be very. What's the right word I'm looking for? Conscious of who are yeah. your environment and who's in your environment. Yeah. You have to look at those people and start to work out: Are these people got my back, or are they there to what I can bring? So you have to be conscious of that. And as I said to you, and listen exactly. to what people are saying around you, not meaning, oh, what you see, are they telling, are the advice they're giving or the places they're asking me to go? Like if, some, if my friends call me up and say, it's a Friday night, oh, we're going out tonight. We need you to come. You need to come. But I've got a game tomorrow. So if they're calling me on a Friday and telling me to come out on a Friday, they're not, they ain't got my best interests at heart. So it's easy for me to see that because I've got a game tomorrow. They should know, Jules, I'm not even going to call you on a Friday because I know you got a, you're preparing for a game tomorrow. So... That's a real friend. They will call you on Saturday after the game. How did your game go? Oh, if they want to tell you, oh, we went out last night and give you an update, that's different. But not to be inviting you to these places when they know no. you've got a game. So this is yeah. how it should be. You can start to see for yourself who's good for you, who's not. Same like with agents. As I said, you can have 
agents and advisors and all of these people who you start to feel have they got my best interest at heart as i said i've had good ones I've had bad ones i've had indifferent for me an agent is there's someone that can have your best interest at heart and what are they doing for you because you bring a lot you're the one performing on the pitch so if you're doing really, you're really well doing everything aren't exactly you? <laughs> if you're doing it it's yeah. easy to sell because i'm the product everyone can see me so in for me the time of the time you need an agent is mostly when you're not doing so well or if you've had yeah. an injury or things are not going well with the manager and stuff like we've touched on before if, the, if i'm having a bad time or I, i've had a disagreement i need you to go in there and smooth that over that's what your job is right now i'm injured i need someone to be checking in on me and seeing jules how are you doing like i've got friends that's doing it but as an agent that's what i would be doing to try and motivate and help uh, my, my player in the in their time of need also the things i'm bringing to my players and actually like deals and all of that it's got to be for the, the to that represent what they believe in also not just because it's money yeah so i think it depends on also it depends on the individual some individuals just want they're happy to do anything because it's money no problem if that's your motive no problem but i think again you as an individual can decide the kind of person you have and people around you that do the things you need them to do. So you have a choice. Yeah. You're in a position to make the choice of that's the agent I want to be with because I like this about him, that, that, that. Yeah. It, that's not always about, oh, because I've been there, the agency, he's got all these top players, so he must be a great agency. But yeah. ultimately... That's what I wanted to ask you. How did you find yours? Right. So I've been, I had a few different agents. But when I, w I was with a big okay. company at one time and they had... The first. Let's go for the first. Okay. The first one. Well, the first one wasn't a great experience because obviously I was at Arsenal. Obviously, he represented most of the players at Arsenal. But obviously, because I was good friends with Ian Wright, Ian Wright introduced me. And I was around Ian all the time. So I would go to the office with him. And then I got to the stage where Arsenal offered me a contract... So he's, because of Ian, he's like, yeah, we'll look after you and blah, blah, blah. No problem. Then you realise, as I got older, I came to signing my second pro contract. My yeah. second contract. They give me a new contract. Obviously, that was just before I went to Palace. So I had an experience where they've called me in, said to me, yeah, the club's offered you a contract. They've offered you one year. They wanted to give you one year, but we got you two years. So I'm like, oh, great. Blah, 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 thinking, okay. But obviously, so then, that was like today. The next day I go into the training ground, the manager calls me and Arsene calls me in the office, sits me down, says, Julian, blah, blah, we, we want you to stay. We've offered you a three-year contract, blah. So imagine, I'm like, huh? In my mind, I couldn't show the manager. So I'm saying, the agent told me I went from one to two. He got me two. Now the manager's telling me he's offered me a three-year contract. So what's going on here? I'm confused. Mm -hmm. But I can't say this. I said, Arsene, I'm happy with like blah blah blah. We're talking about football because it's always about football. You're doing really well and da 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 da. No problem. We'll, so I said, look, I was have to. He said, look, speak to your agent, and we'll get things organized. So I said, okay, no. So yeah. when I've left the conversation now, the, the meeting with the manager, I'm thinking to myself, wait a minute. This agent's told me one thing. The manager's told me something. What's going on here? So, but then I real and I started to think. Obviously, by this, I'm started, I've grown in it as a player and I'm around the players yeah, in the club and I'm seeing, you've got so many players in Arsenal, but Arsenal's bigger than me, bigger than the players because Arsenal's always going to be here. Players are going to move on and get retired. And so it's always about the club. You're always going to do the yeah. best for the club. 
exactly. more than me, in my opinion. And I'm, I'm only a small fry. I'm a small player at this point. Really, if you was doing your job right, you would have had a conversation with the club to know what was on the table, first and foremost, before you have a conversation <laughs> yeah. with me. So obviously you haven't done your... You, there's some miscommunication somewhere along the line in, on their part. So I'm like, you're supposed to have my best interest and you're telling me you got me a two-year deal when I was only supposed to get one. But then I'm speaking with the manager who I train with every day, who sees me every day, who's saying to me, we want to offer you a three-year contract. So I now I'm starting to question something is wrong here. I can't question the manager because the manager is telling me three years. That's nothing. Yeah. I'm, so I'm like, I've got a, this isn't right for me. This person, I can't trust this person straight away. I can't trust him. That's what's yeah. going through my mind. So that's why I decided to leave because I started to pick up on things. I was very aware about things, Mario, from a young yeah. age. As I said, I don't know if it's because yeah. I come from the streets and growing up and I'm street savvy and all of yeah. these things, but it's helped me. My, my environment helped me. So I'm like, this, I need to leave. I need to find a new agent because this, I can't have someone with confusion from my agent, someone I'm supposed to be trusted to be looking at for my best interest. So obviously I found yeah, somebody course. else. And then, you know, I've had other agents who were really good and they had my best interest. They was there for me in different ways, spoke to me about football, the game. That was more the most important thing. But again, some, I'm just saying from my experience, it doesn't matter who somebody represents or have on their books. Yes. It's what they're doing for you as the individual. For you. <laughs> yes. Agency is a business. Like anything else, and the better products you have, the more money you're going to make. And the more of them you have. So this is how it is. But I'm saying individually, as a player, because I always go back to looking from a player's perspective, because I was one. Even now I'm a coach, I always look at the player's perspective. Because that's what I'm dealing with. I'm working with the players. I'm here for the players. So I'm looking at, as a player now, I'm giving someone advice about agents. Find out what he's going to do for you and what you need an agent for. And what areas. So once you know that and identify that, that helps you to be able to identify how much input somebody's going to have. And as I said, it doesn't, you don't need an agent depend on what age you are. Because I, I said near the end of my career, I didn't have an agent. My brother was signing off the deals for me and a, and a, a lawyer, my brother was advising me. I'll speak to my brother because I was very tight with him and I'd go through like, this is what I'm thinking. This is what they've offered. This is what I would like, blah, blah, blah. And I thrash it out with my brother. You flash it out. Because yeah, he yeah. knows and he's thing. there and understands what I want. And you can trust him. Exactly. And also, I know what is being, who's being paid what, if there's any payment to be paid to my brother or whatever for the new negotiation. Like yes. an agent. When I've been in a situation, I've got a tax bill. And I know it's happened to a lot of footballers where you've had to go and pay yeah. tax for what the agency got paid. So I'm like, huh? I paid my agent. So now I'm, but the club's yeah. obviously paid the agent. So I'm now got to pay the tax what the agency's got paid from the club. Like, <laughs> do you understand? So Bro. I'm paying twice. That's so, wild. But nobody tells you about this. I was at Ajax, I think I was at the age of um, around 18, 17, 18. And I had agents come to me. And my mom, she, she decided to say, okay, the phone just came out. You remember that phone that you could put on speaker? Yeah, yeah. You know, back in the days, now it's a normality, but back in the days, this was like a whole <laughs> new, new <thing. laughs> adventure. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We're talking about old adventures. So 
That's why I'm mentioning that. It's not because it was something fancy, but at that time it was like special. So we say we, we make the appointment with every agent an hour in a row. So let's say one agent calls at five, the other one six, yeah. seven. So I had three agents calling. So we put it on speaker. So everybody could listen to it. In the house, yeah. So the first one, the first one goes, calls me up, says, yeah, Mario, I know you're very talented. Um, I like you as a player and I would love you to join my group. And this and that, he tells me a really beautiful story. I'm going to get you there and all the clubs that you want to go to. But um, first, we're going to focus on the Ajax contract because Ajax was about to come in with a deal for mm -hmm. me. So I said like, okay, okay, okay. But then the agent said to me, and I will take, you know, go on dinner with your mom and have a good conversation. Bro, I said, dinner and my mom. Okay, no problem. I let him go, right? Then the next agent calls. He says... His player, his son was playing with my team. He said, yeah, I'm going to help you. I'll be your agent, you know. Uh, but his son was kind of the talent that people were talking about. Okay, that was one. Calling me and telling me all the viewers. So then the last agent calls me. He had what you had, a lot of players in Holland. He had a lot of Ajax players. And um, he said to me, I'm going to help you, but it's a standard contract. So I think you should deal with this contract yourself. And then when you get to the point where you need a contract, you have my number, you can call me. So now we sit and we have a meeting, you know, we did the three calls. I sit down with my whole family and we look at it and we say to us, okay, the first was already alarm bell. Going out for dinner with my mom. What the hell is wrong with you? Why do you have to go out for dinner? You have to represent me. Why are you going to go? I know what you're going to do. I need going to sweet the story even more better for my mom. But then you got the wrong person. She goes, no, I'm not interested in that. The guy needs to do your deal. But if he can't focus on having dinner with me, that means he's focusing less on your deal. And I'm not talking about like, he liked my mom. No, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking more on where is your focus? Yeah. Is your focus on sweetening it so nice for me that I sign with you and then you can use me for whatever? <laughs> no, done. Then the next one, your son is in my team. Does not work, my friend. It does not work. How are you going to represent me and you have your son? So you want to know what I'm going to... Uh, so you want your son to earn a max and you think this guy is going to try to overtake me? Like he's going to try to make me, let's say, he, his son takes $10 and he's going to try to get me 15 No, he's never going to try that because he's want his son to be the highest thing. So I said, no, that's not good. And then the other one, I end up calling him. You understand? Um, and he's been my agent for my whole career. I stayed with him. Why? Because... I think you got to stand up for yourself in making your decisions. Make the decisions that, like you said, Jules, what you feel. But also what comes down, I always had a family member with me. So I took my sister along. But what I did, why I did that, because when we go on a test to check for our body, the negotiation on the table keeps carrying on. And I always wanted someone's eyes and feelings on the table that I could trust. And that's what I did from my first deal. I'm talking from the first, first deal I ever did. She was on the table and I wanted that because I wanted someone that I could trust. And it's not because we were the most advanced people in, in doing deals. But one thing we knew, we knew my value because I think that's what people need to focus on. Know the value of the individual and that could be your son or whatever. I think you need to focus on his value. Know what is the club willing to give him. If you don't know it, get an agent to know all that. And then you sit in the meeting with the agent, so you learn from the process. But most of the, of the people, sometimes the family members, they don't take the time to really invest. in the, the, They want the cash, but not the investment time. And I think that's what they need to do. Like sometimes you hear stories 
of products are taking over, like how you told me, Jules. I think it's great when family members are involved. And the great thing is if they keep on making themselves better to understand the deal better. Mm -hmm. And I, I think that. that is one of the things you understand now. The world of football is changing. Why? Because, uh, and even it's because friends get more involved, families get more involved. I love it. If you ask me, is it good to have a family member run your business? I will only give you the answer. Yes, if he makes himself better every day to learn more about business. If, you're, if he just wants the title to know that he's your agent, be careful because you know what? You're missing out on deals because your person that represents you is not getting better. Is he good in media? Is he good marketing you? Is he making you... Uh, uh, earn what you're supposed to be earning. You understand? Is he making you smart? Are you making yourself smarter? Because there's a life after football deals. Well, how are we talking now? You understand? And I think that is one of the key things in finding your agent. You have to put your agent to the test just like you are being tested. Test him. Don't be scared to tell him. Like, if you say to your agent, let me give you another thing. If you say to your agent, Jules, I want to earn 10 bucks. So Daisy, I say to my agent, I want 10 bucks. If my agent doesn't turn up with a deal that pays me 12 bucks, he's not good enough. I'm going to tell you why. My agent need to overclass me. My agent need to outrun me. If he doesn't do that, he's not good. Because you might he, as well be doing the job yourself. Yeah, he's settling yeah. for what, just for what you... Yeah, he's not got higher standards. But away from that, if it, whatever the structure is, make sure you know what the structure is before the deal, during the deal, oh. and after the deal. And some players, they only know to talk about, Salary. okay, I'm going to get 10 bucks now because I used to get five bucks before and now I'm going to get five, you know, like they double the amount. Yeah, but my friend, think about everything. Think about what Jules, what you just said. How much tax am I paying? How, how I'm going, going around it? So all those kind of things, you need to make sure that your agent schools you. You're, you need yes. an agent that is willing to school you. You know, if you're wanting to focus on football and you need to focus on football to get better at your career, become the best that you can be, get the most money you can get, you don't always have time to understand all of the ins and outs of these things. There's a lot there that you're saying, like if I've got to focus on training and focus on the games and focus on all these things, I don't want to worry about like taxes. That's annoying and hard. So you need someone that you can trust to take that burden off of but you, right? What we're saying is, this is, this is what I'm saying now. We'll go back to what we spoke about in the last episode. I am my own business. And this is what yeah. we don't... Yes. We have to realise this as footballers. I am my own business. So the agent is my CEO or somebody that is negotiating for my business. So I have to be exactly. involved and understand the processes now. This is what we're saying to you. Yes, you not all agents. I'm not saying that. There are good agents out there who do mm, their job yeah. properly and who are out but it's still a business. You have to remember, I am part of the agency's business, but I'm also my own business in a business. So <laughs> if I don't sit down and understand what the deal looks like and understand, it's not just about when they say, oh, I'm going to get you whatever a, a week. Like Mario said, if, if I'm happy with 10,000 a week and he says, yeah, I've got your deal 10,000 a week, then it's going to go up next year, blah, blah. That's all we focus on a lot of the times. But we got to be look beyond that and say, okay, I'm getting 10,000 now. Okay, what else is the breakdown of the deal? Is there winning bonus? Is there goal bonus? Depends on your position or clean sheets, whatever it could be. You need to understand what goes in a contract and also know your value and what you're trying to do. It's not always just about money. 
you've got to think beyond the money because if I'm successful, I'm going to get the money. So for me, yeah, as a young player, it's not about money. It's about how is it structured for my development? Yes. And yes. is it a parent's base? Is it this? Blah, blah. All of these things is what you need to understand and you need somebody who understands that, who, like I said, whether it's like Mario said, have a family member that is in there on the deal. So you know that you trust, that can relay everything back to you and break it down so you can understand. Instead of it just being, okay, you're going to get X, Y, Z a week for the next three years. Okay, that sounds great. But what else goes with that? Because What does you, that mean? Exactly. You need yeah. to understand. There's, there's a lot being asked of you now as the player to perform to get that money. So you need to understand what goes with it and what, the, what, what else is there. Like we said, taxes or what my agent's going to be paid. No problem. If he gets me the best deal, if I was on 2000 a week and he gets me 10 grand, I'm happy to pay you whatever you, because you've worked. <laughs> so it's not an issue. But all of these things need to be known as well from the beginning. You don't need before a show. Before you do the deal. Exactly. Before yeah. you do the I'm deal. Saying. Everything should you be. You need to know that. And know the process. Mm. Okay. This is, exactly. what I'm, this is my fee what I'm looking for. This is what blah, 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 blah. So you know the whole steps and nothing comes as a surprise. That way, like it, you need transparency. Ask. Transparency because yeah. otherwise, there is going to be no trust. So, and that's what yes. I said to you. For me, you need to take that responsibility. This is what I would tell anybody. I didn't, like Mero said, he had someone in there from the beginning. I didn't have that where someone was, but I was savvy enough to think, okay, this don't sound right, that don't sound right. I was picking up on things. But at the same time, I still wanted to know what's this, what's that. And that's why in the end, I decided to do it myself with my brother because I'm thinking, okay, I've had some bad experiences. But through those bad experiences, I learned things. So as I said to you, I always take the positives from the negatives. So I learned how not to go about things. Or when they did, people didn't tell me certain things and then situations I found myself in, that made me realise, okay, I've learned something now. I know what to expect or what I'm looking for. So yeah, it but comes that's what that, I did it comes, exactly yeah. your experiences and also you've got learn along the way. Exactly. Learn along the way. That's what we did. That's what I did. Learn along the way. We were not good. And we speak to other players who have experiences. Exactly. So you've got people around you. If you can find those people that you can in your team that are open enough to say, okay, yes. this is my experience. That and if someone comes to you and says, Oh, my agent wants you to come, blah blah blah, okay. But there's a reason you gotta think the agent wants me for a reason. Because I must yeah. be good at what I'm doing and I'm I'm a, I'm a I'm an asset to his company. That's why he's trying to come yeah. for me. So make sure if you're gonna sign that someone you're bringing you're the asset, what you're bringing something to them, what are they bringing to you? So this is how you have to start looking at it. When you when you get all the phone calls of everybody wants to take you on, always remember where you are, where do you wanna go? So make sure you have your plan. Do you wanna play football in Spain? Focus on Spain. Don't let someone call you because they're going to take you to uh, Italy and they're going to give you twice as much money. But my friend, you didn't want to go to Italy. If you want to go to England, focus on England. Stick to where you want to go. Stick to your plan. That's what I did. They called me. They said to me, oh, you can go to Italy. Oh, you can go to there. But my friend, I wanted to go to England. And my agent knew that already. So would I sign for I went to Chelsea because I told them two years ago when I signed a deal with Ajax, regardless if they knew, because I have to remember, the club is there, like you said, for their interest. You are there for your interest. It is two businesses. And 
No one talks about it like that, but it's literally company against company. Your company called your first and last name is your company. That company is the club. So it's two companies sitting in front of each other and they have to find mutual ground to accept each other. And it's your job to find the mutual ground of saying like, this is what I want and this is what I'm okay with to sign. And then the club says the same to you and then you sign a deal. That's how it works. Little things, you don't have to be business ever like you understand everything, but your agent needs to be there and needs to be available to explain things to you. And you need to test him. How do you test your agent? Is making sure he does the things that you would like to see. And the reason, the way you make them have your best interests at heart is by you knowing what you want and where you're trying to get to. Like Mario said, if I know that I want to go, he said, to Spain, he shouldn't be bringing other deals to me in Italy or France. Or he should know, Julian wants to go to Spain, so I'm going to make get him the best club he can go to in Spain and the best deal. That's what he should be focusing on. So this is what I'm saying to you. When you know and you're clear of what you're trying to achieve and where you want to go, the person who's working for you has to make sure you achieve that the best as possible. So that's how it goes. That's He works for me. The agent works for me because he, I'm the one paying him. He's not paying me. He's bringing me in deals that finance me. But as again, you also, part of that is realizing what with that achievement is it i just i care about money or i care about having a career and progression in my career the money will come i tell people if you ask any top player who plays at a big club they want to win trophies because at the end of their careers i've won this medal that medal it's not the money helps don't get me wrong but it's not about if you're winning you're going to earn more money because you every time you win a tournament you get paid you get a bonus and they've already, when you're at the top of the profession, you're getting a certain amount of money anyway. So it's not about money. It's about the money. The money's already there when you're at the top. I want to be successful. I want to win trophies because that's what it's about. And you want to be playing. This is what people felt. You could be earning a hundred grand a week, but you're not playing. Do you think you're going to be happy? After a period of time, you might be for a while. But then a few months down the line or at some point, you're going to be like, the money can't make me happy because I'm not performing. I'm training every day and I'm not getting to perform. We've all been there. At some point, or you're all going to experience it at some point in your career. So the money doesn't bring you happiness. It can make you have nice things, but it doesn't bring you happiness and fulfillment in the same way as playing. So this is what you have to focus on. Where am I trying to go? Is it a progression thing? Because, or is it just about money? Every, if, 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 that, if you're the individual that you just care about money and think, well, I'm going to be finished in 10 years or 15 years. I just want as much money as possible. No problem. But I don't know many footballers that are like that. There's the odd people because we're all human beings. But I'm saying generally, you're playing football because you love football and you're passionate and you want to play and you want to express yourself. So the money can't... So this is the thing. I, my advice is, as a young player, think about where I'm trying to go to finish on and is the structure of my deal and the person who is my agent having my best interests at heart I'm, and I says to you I'm not slating there are good agents out there who look after their players in the right way and all of that so I'm we're just saying from our experience though if you can have somebody whether it's a family member or your best friend or someone as you growing and you going along your career you find that person you trust 
to be alongside, to be in there, to make sure what is heard when when I'm not in the I'm not in that meeting. So someone that's around with with everything that's going on when I can't be there, when I'm at training and deals are being made, I need to know I've got some of my ears and my eyes in that meeting. That's what we're saying in that respect. If you don't feel you have complete trust in your agent alone, because it depends on your relationship. And I said, whether it's new, whether it's in time, that comes with experience and building a relationship. So only you can know as an individual on your feelings and the relationship you have and what's important to you. That's what we're saying. Whatever's important to you will decide how you make your decisions. Use, use, use. Look, we come to the end. I think the, the key thing is what we really jumped on is the agency, the agency of testing your agent. So I say, test your agents and get the best out of him uh, because your agent is working for you and not the other way around. Remember that and you are an asset. Remember that. What do you want to say, my brother? Because I love it, man. Every time we speak. Yeah, I just want to thank everyone and again as well and for the questions. Keep them coming in. As I said, I'm not saying agents are not good because there are good agents out there. Amen. I'm just saying just be careful with anything you do. Whether it, as I said, like we saying, where your own, as a player, you're your own business. So if you have, keep that in mind, anything you do going forward will put you in the right, the right positions because you're thinking about you. I'm the asset. It's about me, my future. So that's just all. And then, as I said, um, yeah, it's been a pleasure as always, bro. And can't wait for the next one as always. And Yeah, man. <laughs> really appreciate the support from everyone who listens and all the questions that are coming in. Keep them coming in. That's all I'd like to say, because we want to make it about what you guys want to hear. We'll give you our opinions yes. on those things, but it comes from you because we want to engage with you. Thank you once again. And dropping your voice on anything you want. Because I love it, man. I really, this is my thing. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Julian and Mario podcast. If you like what you heard, don't forget to share, subscribe, rate and review us. We also want to hear from you. You can contact us on Twitter at JulianMario underscore pod or email us at JulianAndMarioPod at gmail.com. Send us your thoughts, feedback or suggestions for anything you want us to discuss on the show. Voice notes are welcome too. You may even be featured on our show. The Julian and Mario podcast is produced and edited by Daisy Grant.